This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach. Heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Finding Your Bliss, the show that helps you find and follow your bliss. I'm Judy Liebrach, and today I'm delighted to devote this hour to four-time Juno Award-winning artist, Billy Newton Davis. Let me tell you a little bit more about him right now. Singer-songwriter, recording artist, Billy Newton Davis is a four-time Juno Award winner for Most Promising Male Vocalist and Best R&B Recording. His fourth Juno was Best Dance Recording, a collaboration with international producer Deadmau5. He has performed on Broadway as a song and dance man. He has done the New York club scene, performed in London, Paris, Amsterdam, LA, and Toronto. He has recorded a duet with Celine Dion on his second CD released on Sony, Spellbound. He performed and toured with the Nylons for several years. Billy has extensively donated his talent towards humanitarian causes, raising money for various communities, AIDS awareness, actors' equity, housing for people with mental illnesses, and countless other charities and causes. Billy is the kind of guy who puts his heart first. And this is a quote from him. I want the world to know that I am sincere. I love what I do. And I want to bring that sincerity to my fans when I perform. Billy recently received the Canfar 2020 Creative Community Award. Billy Newton Davis, what an honor. Welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Judy, thank you. What a wonderful intro. It touched my heart. You know? I'm so happy. Well, sometimes you, um, I think people take for granted the things and they become not humble or too humble. Or, And it was exciting to hear what I do because I do mean what I do from my heart all the time. I enjoy what I do because I just sort of don't do things at this age <laughs> that I don't want to do anymore. And that's not much, I'll tell you. It's not much, especially in these times. Uh, these are very vulnerable times. And so I'm open, you know, to help people and to, to get them smiling and get them going and get them excited about life. I have to tell you, I am kind of blown away by your career in studying you for the last couple of days. And I, and first of all, I want to congratulate you on your latest EP, Have We Met, which I think is some of your finest work in a career, which is nothing short of spectacular. And I want to talk about so many things with you, Billy, about the four Junos, about Celine Dion, but everything. But let's start with this latest five song EP, which has been described, and I quote, as jazzy, soulful, gospelicious, and was recorded live off the floor featuring some of your favorite classics from the great American songbook. Can you tell us the inspiration behind this really wonderful latest offering? Well, it's been going on for a long time. And I can recall, you actually brought something up in my mind. I can recall living in New York many, many years ago, and I wanted to do a one-man show. And how I would do it is I would sit down with a big pad, a huge artist pad, like for painting. And I would just write down these songs that I wanted to do. And it's just, I thought about it. It really started there that you sit down and you sing songs that you want to sing every night, every day, songs you want to record, songs that mean something, songs that say something, songs that touch the heart. And that's my inspiration. Also the artist, a lot of the art, the artists that I, I've taken on, Barbara Streisand, Bill Withers, uh, you name it. I, uh, I've, I, I've learned from those experiences of listening to them as well to do these pieces. So that's, that's a lot of the inspiration. I'll tell you another little trick that, I, that I've come up with some songwriting is to start writing titles. Wow. Like headlines, like a headline yeah, like, almost, and then fill it in. Blah, 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 and then fill it in. And, wow. uh, but that. no, that, that's, that is my inspiration. And my inspiration, big time, are my parents who are no longer with us. 
but that my dad every Sunday morning played wonderful music. It could be gospel music. It could be jazz music. It could have been anything. And that really is another part of that inspiration. Isn't that wonderful? It's so wonderful to be able to hear that and to know that they're always with you. And they must have been so proud of the work that you have done and that you are continuing to do. I look in the mirror and I look so much like my dad and I see him and thank you for that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Coming up later in the show, we're going to play one of my favorite songs on the EP, which is a song called Grandma's Hands. And I just love that song. But I just wanted to share with our listeners Jeannie Becker's words about your album because she was just a guest. And in fact, she just was on with us for two episodes. And this is what she says about you. Billy Newton Davis never fails to hit the right notes. Far beyond his masterful musicality, Billy delivers the kind of heart and soul in this new EP that we've all been craving and paints a picture of romance that's simply irresistible. And I I agree with her. And I, what words? Well, I love her. She's been in my life for many, many, many years from, you know, much music and, and so on. And, uh, when we uh, shared moments at the campfire event recently and I received the award, I, she's just a big piece of love. I, I just love her. Yes, yes. And I love that she loves culture, style, fashion, music. She's just, she never changes, Judy. It, it, the, I know. She's such a good person. She's got so yes. much heart. She, I loved, I loved every minute of it as, as well. So I was so excited when I read that she had reviewed your music. I thought, oh, this is yes. all connected. Without further ado, I, I want our listeners to be able to enjoy and to play one of your tracks on the album, which is a beautiful rendition of the song written by Carol King and Jerry Geffen. And of course, it's Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow. Can you tell us a little bit about why you chose to include this song on your latest EP? When I look back at that, I look back at university, and that was my life at university. We're supposed to be studying, but I was listening to music a lot. And <laughs> I was, Tapestry. Oh, what an all album. Of them. So it would be Carol, it'd be Laura Nero, it'd be Blessed When Tears. I mean, it was a, a whole lot of people. But that song in particular touched my heart because... I've been in a relationship, by the way, for going on 27 years. Wow. But I believe in my growing up, there was a lot of love sick going on. And I attached myself to, <laughs> by the way, I'm an only child. Oh, so, wow. you know, I sat in a room by myself a long time, even though I have like 26 some odd cousins. <laughs> but I sat in my room a, a long time listening to things. And when I think about Carol King, I, I think about university. Um, I think about the Kent State riots, you know, and how even it's so today, it's so current today. But I think about sitting there and looking out the window in my dormitory and thinking about singing. And that was one of the songs that I loved. And then I saw her show. And that was, I think, three years ago. And I saw the show. Beautiful. Yeah. And the song was on my list, but I thought, what a beautiful song and what I would love to do with it and how I would love to present it in a unit of time, in a new unit of time, in a moment of the love, the passion. Because after I saw her story, which we knew her story, it just touched me even a little bit more about my story. Wow. I love that. Let's, without further ado, have a listen to this beautiful version by Billy of Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? Tonight you're mine Completely Can I believe The magic in your sighs Oh, will you still Wow. Oh my God. What a voice you have, Billy Newton Davis. God, that was gorgeous. Wow. What I can't get over in hearing you sing from disco to R&B to soul to jazz to gospel, like this album in particular, um, and of course, Broadway, 
where you spent a good, a good part of your career as well. You even create house music. That blew me away, which yes. is electronic dance music. And for yes. our listeners who don't know, I'll explain. Electronic dance music is characterized by a repetitive four-on-the-floor beat and a tempo of 120 to 130 beats per minute. So other Very genres good. that are similar <laughs> are, are disco, funk, and electro. But I couldn't help thinking as I was listening to this, is there anything this man can't do? So can you describe what the experience was like working with the artist Dead Mouse? And can you set up the song All You Ever Want? Working with Dead Mouse was a phenomena. And um, I, I like sharing this part with people that we really didn't have a relationship, you know, as, but in the studio, it was magic. It was magic. And he is a phenomena. And he did change my life and my experience of music and singing, he allowed me to be me. Um, he sat with me. It was a unique experience working with him because like I said, when we closed the door, we didn't talk. We didn't talk on the phone. We didn't meet for dinner. We did none of those things. And that was an interesting experience for me because usually I connect to people and there's some afterlife there. And with he and I, it was just about the music. And when I won the Juno with him, I was elated because I just had no idea. I mean, there were young artists kicking butt and they call my name and I had teary eyes because it was a wonderful feeling and a wonderful moment also to be acknowledged by my peers. To have that connection with him really made a great difference in my sense of music, musicality. And what I thought about music, because I think that he really brings a really great sound to the boards and he knew what to do with my voice. Wow. What an experience. What a wonderful gift. Yes. Let's have a listen. And the name of the song is called All You Ever Want. That's right. so awesome. Uh, I love that. I love that because it's just a whole other vibe. And that's what blows me away about you, whatever you sing. Let's talk about Broadway for a moment. You received your Bachelor of Fine Arts degree from Ohio University. And upon graduation, you moved to New York. Yes. Wow. To pursue your dreams on Broadway, appearing in several Broadway shows, things like Bubbling Brown Sugar, UB, and got Got to Go Disco. What about Stop the World starring Sammy Davis Jr.? What a day that was. What a day. I recall I had done, I believe, Got to Go Disco, and I was looking for work because there's always a looking for work. When you're a gypsy on Broadway, you're looking, you're auditioning, you're even working. And I'm going to make this story kind of short, but there was Stop the World and there was Sammy Davis. And I had been in awe of him since I was a little boy. And I recall at 13, my dad took me to see him. And um, it was, I I will never forget, he played drums, he played with guns, he tap danced, he sang, he, he did a million things at the Cleveland Arena. Anyway, the audition comes up. I knew the choreographer. Uh, that was going to be doing this. And I went for the audition and I went once and I went twice. And the third time they have to hire you or pay you. Now that was a rule at that time. And I remember I had gone in that third day and then they called us all out. And I think there were like 10 of us. I think I, I can't really recall, but five girls, five boys, I think. Um, the show is beautiful. Stop the World is, is quite an exciting show. But anyway, they called us out, and that's what they said. Uh, well, either we hire you or we pay you. <laughs> and they looked at us and they talked, you know, brought Your in. heart's beating, right? My Your heart, heart is. <laughs> in this job, I need this. Anyway, they hired me and they hired the rest of us. And it was a big deal for me because of my history and my life, and what I thought of Sammy, and how much I wanted to be like him. I wanted to go where he went. I wanted to dress like him. It all just all of a sudden fell on my lap. 
and it was just quite exciting. It was, um, it was a wonderful moment. And he called me namesake because I'm a Davis. He's from New York. My parents, well, my dad's from South Carolina, God rest his soul. I don't know what that connection is, but anyway, we're two Davises and I'm a junior and he was a junior. But every, every night was a great experience with him. And I was, I toured with him for like about eight weeks and we did Chicago, we did Detroit. Uh, and, and then we went to New York and it was, uh, one of the most exciting experiences of my life. I remember walking out on that stage and because it's, it's, there's a film of it. You can actually see the film of Stop the Well, I Want to Get Off. Marion Mercer was his co-star. And you can actually see me in this show. But that moment was just a life. It was a life-changing experience because if you go through life reading and studying Sammy Davis and Eartha Kid and Diane Carroll and Lena Horne, the, the, it's amazing. It, it, it's just um, an exciting uh, time to it comes to life. Yes. It's like you're not. You arrived. Fact. Did you feel like you had arrived? Like that was one of the moments where you went, even though there were, I'm sure, many moments. But was that one of your moments of going, I, this, this is a game changer? Yes. A big game changer for me, my resume and my experience and my life. And it was, it was wild. And now I said New York, but Los Angeles was huge too. Because when we went to Los Angeles, all of his friends came. I met Ronald Reagan. I met Loretta Young. I, met, I just met all of these fascinating people. In a line, you stand in line and you receive. And that in itself was just mind-blowing all the time. And it just gave you a, a license to live and sing and dance. And it was just wonderful. I just want to ask you briefly, Billy, you arrived in Toronto in 1980 after starring in this local Ohio band, The Illusions. Yes. And you made a major impact on the local scene with your first two Columbia records, Love is a Contact Sport and Spellbound. But can you take us back just briefly to that local Ohio band and what it was like performing? Because that must have been one of your first breaks in the biz. Well, first of all, we got to roll the tape all the way back because The Illusions was a high school band. So I was with the Illusion 67, 68, and 69 until I graduated. And this is a very good story, by the way. We had a Cleveland Teenage Fair, and my band was hot. Like, it was hot. We looked good. We sounded good. I was with my Jewish brothers who, <laughs> I'm in touch with one of them, my, my friend Bob Elliott. He lives in, in Georgia. And there's photos. Uh, if, when I find a photo, I'm going to send it to you. Oh, I'd love to see it. <laughs> but long story short, it was the Cleveland Teenage Fair. We were the first runner-up to a band called the James Gang. Do you recall the James Gang? I know that name. Well, in that band was Dominic Triano. Now, this is how, you know, 360 degrees of, you know how they say separation? Yes. So here I am, it's 69-ish, and I'm on the stage, and they win, and we're first runner-up. I go through my life because... Later, 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 years later, after you know, the, the signings, the recordings, I get a chance to write with Dominic Triano. Oh, my Lord. So when I'm sitting with him in his home, I, I'm in awe, first of all. And I'm sitting with him and I'm just like, oh, my God. I said, you don't understand. You do not understand. I'm sitting here with you. <laughs> you beat your band, beat my band. He had actually just joined the James Gang. And, uh, but that's, I think that's such a good story. Oh. But, but that did, you know, take me to, because at university, they wanted me to continue and do a master's. And they actually called my dad. He came down. And I said, no, I'm going to New York. I'm going to New York. I'm getting out of here. It's 73. I'm out of here. I have dreams and I may be making a big mistake, 
but I want to go and follow my dreams to New York City. And I went 1973 that fall, never to return. Wow. And you weren't scared, Billy. You weren't scared. Like you felt you you were obviously very brave because that's kind of a scary thing to do. I don't know, Judy. I don't know. You know what scared (laughs) is like, you know, it's, it's, we walk into things and it's all, (laughs) things are scary, but I just kept pursuing, pursuing. I, I have to pursue this dream. Now, another little part of the story was when I was in university, uh, you had to do phys ed 101. And I was not taking any kind of basketball or any kind of baseball courses or classes, or I was not going to be that part. They were looking for men in the dance department. And I got in the dance department. And, and that was my four years of wow touching my dancing, touching my singing. Uh, it was more about my dancing because I... I wasn't that strong in dancing. I knew I could sing, but that strength I knew would just kind of further get me further along into that New York gypsy. Wow. So that what an awesome break that was. That was meant to be, right? That that because that completed oh, you. Well, yeah, and and to answer your question, that did complete me even though I had already done little I I done I, I had done Caramu theater. Uh, I was in Waiting for Godot. I was in a show called Jamaica. Uh, I was in Boys from Syracuse. I had done Boys from Syracuse in high school. So I, you know, so that is a, that's a good answer to your question. Oh my God. That is, that is so, I I think I know the answer to this already. You grew up in Shaker Heights, Ohio, and you've talked about your beloved parents. So I was just going to ask you briefly, was it a happy childhood? Can you describe it just briefly for us? It's a very happy childhood, but I don't think any child living on it on their own is, is, is all happy. Um, I was very fortunate to have beautiful parents, beautiful grandparents, great aunts and uncles, uh, many, many cousins. As I said, I have like 27, 28 cousins. Wow. But still, you walk through that door and you go up in that room and you're on your own. I had a television. I had twin beds for guests. I had anything to eat. I had any clothes to wear. And my parents were such hard workers. Uh, my mom had done domestic work. My dad was a laborer. Finally, in their life, they became entrepreneurs. And my mom actually became one of the first black women in Shaker Heights to own a business in that suburb. And my dad uh, was aspired to be a DJ. It never happened. But he just, I think my dad lived through me. Of course. And uh, he had fun doing that. Of course. And we kept him going. But yes, uh, that, that kind of, Growing up was was very, very interesting. But I'm such a happy person. I and, see that about you. And and, I, it, and it's true. When's and your birthday? April 26th. Oh, my goodness. That's I'm my Taurus. That's the best. That's that's a day after my dad's birthday, my late father, love of my life. So I know all about oh. you're a great person. I know. I already knew you were a great person, but now even more. Oh, my God. Your debut singing gig in 1973 was as a backing vocalist to Gloria Gaynor. Wow. Yes. Uh, Beyond exciting. Can you take us back to that time? Actually, before we do, we're just going to pause for a short commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to hear all about what it was like being hired as a backup singer for Gloria Gaynor. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. 
are back and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zuma Radio AM 740. And we're here with a legend. And of course, that's Billy Newton Davis. And Billy, we were just talking about what led you to be hired as a backup vocalist for Gloria Gaynor. Can you tell us what happened? It was audition after audition after audition. My roommate at that time, they wanted my roommate. They wanted to hire him. He was a brilliant dancer. He had danced with Alvin Ailey. And he had accomplished a lot in his life. Edward Love, God rest his soul. And um, he had gone for the audition. He was not interested in this. And he said, but I have a friend that you really have to see. You have to see Billy. And that it, it was Billy Davis then. And he said, you have to see Billy. And I went in and, uh, Judy, it was such an odd day. I went in that audition after I wore the strangest outfit. I remember I wore like some purple tights and some gold <laughs> shoes or something. And I went in and I was with all these people and I was twirling around, couldn't remember half the steps. And so. I left that day. I got a call the next morning and they said, we'd like to see you again. Well, could you kind of come in and something just kind of normal when you come this time? <laughs> I said, of course, of course, of course, anything, anything. And I went in and I sang and I danced and they liked me and Gloria liked me. And that that's my story with her. I know that she liked me a lot and was excited by my energy and by my voice as well. And that that's where I got with that one. And, wow. and I started touring with her and I stayed with her for about a year and a half. And then I came back to New York and I hit the Broadway stage. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So many exciting like chapters like it's so interesting you know it's not like there's one period it's like exciting all the way through yes you've won four juno awards by the way congratulations that's pretty awesome beyond for for best r&b soul recording for your first two albums love is a contact sport 1986 and spellbound 1989 and more recently a juno for best dance recording of the years we just discussed for your work with dead mouse as mentioned all you ever want but can you tell us, before I get to Celine, because that's a whole other thing, oh, but yes. about that first Juno Award, that very first Juno Award. Wow. I mean, just being called, you're hearing your name, sitting in the theater and and hearing Billy Newton Davis, like, what was that like? Well, the record company was so behind me. You know, Sony Music, my team was so, they were so behind me, I felt. And I also, they had talked about, you know, everyone loves you. Everyone loves you. And and you just have to be strong and you just have to hang in there. We think you're going to get this. And I was like, well, I don't know. You know, I was up against some great artists at that time. Unique as I was and of where I had been, I was still, you know, in a new country. Uh, I was uh, I was among people that I really, really didn't know as artists. Uh, they were way ahead of me in, in recording and this and that. And I just thought, well, I'll cross my fingers. And when they call my name, seriously, my heart dropped. Oh, my God. And I believe Howie Mandel was the host. <gasps> I oh, think, yeah, I think Howie was the host. Because I look at him on television sometimes and I laugh at, <laughs> at him. But I'm pretty sure he was the host. And uh, he called my name. Then they called my name again. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Most promising male vocalist. And, um, you know, there a lot wow. of people have a lot of comments about that. But here I am today recording, loving music, loving songs, loving what I do. Don't know how to do anything else. Um, and that moment was my path and my journey to this moment that I'm having with you. And, um, yes, it, it was a beautiful, beautiful time. And it still is. Um, I have a friend in Amsterdam. I'll never forget him saying to me, you have to shine those awards every day, every day. You have to look at those <laughs> and, and rub them and shine them because you polish them up and yes, you polish them up. Yep. Of, 
of you yeah. know your accomplishments. So yes, that was a very beautiful moment. I have the chills. I have the chills listening to it. You've even sung, Billy, an award-winning duet with Celine Dion. The song yes. was Can't Live With You, Can't Live Without You, which also won you a Juno Award. Yes. What was that like, winning a Juno for your duet with Celine Dion? Like, it just doesn't get any better, right? It's, it's pretty... It, it doesn't get better. And many people have... A lot of people thought I was on her record, but actually it was her first English recording, to my knowledge. It was a Dan Hill song, which Dan Hill is amazing. I mean, he is just, but I heard the song and there were a couple girls in mind. Gloria Estefan came in my mind and Regina Bell came in my mind. And then I met this guy, Vito Laprino, Laprino, I think his name was from Montreal. He says, I have the perfect, perfect girl for you. And I said, sure. And he played her music. And I'm just bringing you up quickly. I, I I just thought she's amazing. A unique voice, very beautiful, um, fresh, new. She and I were like starting a new phenomena together. And I was so proud. And uh, we flew her. We re-recorded that in New York. We didn't do that here in Toronto. And we brought her in one day and we, we got together and rehearsed, rehearsed and we met and and we went in the studio and then the producer uh, a day later said, I'd like to bring her back again. And I thought, oh, gosh, OK. All right. OK. Um, we got to get the money. You know, we, we have to do these things. <laughs> sure. We got to fly her in. We got to put her up. We got we, we we managed. And there you go with can't live with you, can't live without you. Ashley Dan said, I I still wonder why I gave him that song. <laughs> I wish I had had that song myself. Oh, my God. Because you I deserved it. You deserved it because you're well, the yeah. best. You're the best. And I love, yeah, I love him for every minute. So great. Okay. Billy, you, what's wonderful also about you is you, you are the consummate vocalist performer and, and you traverse every kind of singing. I just can't believe the, the amount of work that you've, you've amassed and, and you excel in every genre. Like the, I, I keep coming back to that because it blows me away. But you've also been very active in giving back. You've given back to the AIDS community, to AIDS research, most specifically in the Canadian Foundation for AIDS Research, CANFAR, founded in 1987. And you just received the CANFAR 2020. Oh my God, congratulations. Creative Community Award. What was that like? It's absolutely beautiful. Um, I recall doing a CANFAR event many years ago, and I met this gentleman by the name of Salah Bashir there. And I only wanted to sing for him. I had heard about this, this phenomenal philanthropist guy who was always doing something. And that's kind of how it all started. And I was there, and I'm sure, I, I, I know he saw me somehow through that. But through that whole crisis, Judy, People were dying and dropping like flies. Um, I had later on met my partner, who was actually a deacon at the Metropolitan Community Church of Toronto. Where you where you were always performing. And someone just told me about that this morning. Yes. A friend of mine, Judy Goldman, said, do you didn't know this about, about Billy Newton Davis? So, wow. A lot, a lot. And I started doing those memorials. And I just was moving my way through life and dealing with my own immune deficiency challenge. But I just thought, this is what I love. This is what I do. So they would call and I would go. And they would call, we need you to sing, and I would go. And then I started getting calls from charities and agencies. And I just thought, well, this is my calling. I, I always want to go. I always want to give of myself. And when I sat at the Four Seasons and I received the Campfire Award, I, I looked back at my life and what I contributed. Because sometimes I just don't think, oh, well, yeah, I did that. I, but I was saying to someone the other day, we must not take so much for granted that we forget where we come from and what we do. 
And this, this greatness of music that I'm involved in had to have a, a place for me also to express myself and to be there for people and to show them I got through this and so can you. I get through these things and so can you. I'm able to do this and so can you. And that with the support of my partner, my, my long-term partner, um, my life, I know is a phenomena because I, I can sing a little song and I, I love to dress up, but I do know that there's something that my mom gave me, my mom in particular to sparkle, sparkle through it, help people, uh, I always laugh, you know, my mom talked to strangers and so do I. <laughs> nice. I get it. And and that's that phenomena of giving of yourself. So to receive that, because I sort of thought, well, do I deserve this? Yes, I do deserve this. I do deserve this to show people what you can do to help others, to help others get through life. Yes. I, I, I know we have to go to break in a second and we have to go to the last song, but I have to ask you a few more things. Yes. When I say the phrase, when you sing, you pray twice, what does that mean for you? I have a spirit within me. I, my mom raised me in church, by the way. Uh, I, I have my own church or I go to church. So church is in me. And that's just so funny that you asked that question that you don't have to be in a temple or a sanctuary or anywhere to have church. You can be anywhere. And you see my hands clasped together. That's just kind of like an ongoing everyday thing. When you asked me that, it was, it was so touching because I do believe in, in a higher, higher, higher power. And it's not always God, Jesus, or, but there is a phenomena about greatness that when you're touched by it or when you can touch it that that can just put you in such a beautiful place of the question that you asked me i'm most i'm most in that place but i want to say covid has brought some darkness in to my life but what you ask me just lifts me up again to that greatness of just being in present time, coping, and giving. What is bliss for Billy Newton Davis? This. Uh, this is bliss. Bliss is um, having joy and waking up and feeling good and helping others and cooking a meal for someone or cooking a meal for my partner cleaning our home, uh, walking the dog, a great pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so with you on all of those. Oh, wow. <laughs> the shoes are, the shoes are it. Before we go to break, I, I, I was going to ask you about your take on this whole COVID pandemic. Cause you've been through so much in your life. What do you think about this last unprecedented year? in all of our lives, all over the world. I, I mean, it's just been a little bit crazy. It's been very crazy. It has presented a lot of challenges for me. It's also presented a, a lot of opportunities for me, you being one of them. Um, me launching uh, Have We Met, uh, I did that during this time, which is one of the hardest times to, to try to get out there and do music. Uh, I've been very fortunate to do some wonderful virtual performances and excited to be able to do more and to not let, let me not forget that before COVID, there were other challenges and things in life that we fight for every day. You know, we fight uh, for black culture, for Jewish culture, for People's lives matter to me. People's lives, uh, you know, I, I, I'm very quick to say people's lives matter to me because I'm black, so that 
that's a given. It's a given. But I love people. And I may not always agree, or you may not always agree with what I think. But, you know, when I grew up in my high school years, and I look back, I was in a room with so many different people. I, I did my class reunion, my 50 years, by the way. Oh, wow. And it was a phenomenon to look at what I grew up in. And, and, and that really has, that says a lot that my upbringing and my schooling and my friends and my peers, it, it, it was always, uh, I, I just want to say one little thing. I always kind of knew I was gay, <laughs> you know, and I was thinking about myself in high school. I don't recall any bullying, maybe in elementary school, you know, when you're little, there's sure, sure. But I don't recall bullying because I was so busy singing, <laughs> doing theater, <laughs> laughing with my girlfriends, <laughs> hanging out. I, I, I didn't have time. So I think it, it, it's quite an adjustment for me to be able to function now. Like I wake up sometimes and I'm crying. Uh, I go to bed laughing. But yes, my life's journey, I want to think, just equipped me for this part of that journey. Wow. Wow. You're, you're a tremendous human being. That's I, Okay. A brilliant singer aside and this brilliant new album aside, you're a tremendous human being. We're going to go on a short commercial break. More with Billy Newton Davis when we come back. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And we're joined by the legendary vocalist and four-time Juno Award winner. And as I've discovered in this interview, incredible human being, Billy Newton Davis. Billy, you are not only our honored guest today, but you're also our featured artist. And I want to talk soon about one of my favorite tracks on your EP. But before I do, there's something I forgot to mention. And that is when you joined the acapella group, the Nylons, replacing the original member, Mark Connors. How will you describe this chapter in your life with the Nylons? This is a long story that I'm going to make very short. I was with their management company, Headquarters Entertainment. And I had done a few things with the guys. I helped them with some wardrobe and I brought a stylus in for them for their hair. And so I was very kind of around them and knew them and 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 I see them in the office. Uh Mark's death was devastating. There's only one Mark Connors ever and there was no replacing uh Mark Connors and I'll never forget I wanted to do up on the roof because my cousin was one of the drifters. And I remember Close said, "We can't do that. I I just can't do up on the roof." I did it once and he says, "I just can't and I said, okay, okay, okay. But anyway, let's let's go back. Anyway, I was on the phone with headquarters with Wayne Thompson, and I said, wouldn't it be funny if I became a nylon? And he said, what would be so funny about that? Would you like to audition? I said, well, I'm in the midst of writing songs and getting ready for this next album, and but I should maybe go see them. I should maybe go and meet and chat with them. And long story short, I went in and I had an audition and it was just the right fit, Judy. It was the right time. They knew me. They could trust me. Um, they could trust my sensibility. I had had theatrical, ba theatrical background. 
So that was quite wonderful. And uh, I went in, I went in and I just took took that on and I, I learned that show in 13 days. And um, what an experience, what a life, what a time with those guys. But like I said, the sound of Mark Connors, it just still lingers. There's, he, he, in my opinion, was the phenomena, he and Claude, of that group. I mean, they all were, but there was just a sound that they made. And uh, when I came in, I kind of changed their sound a little bit. We, we worked on an album. We did an album called Live to Love. It was wonderful. Uh, but what an experience. What a great traveling experience. What a wonderful time on, world, on the world stage. And I went many, many places. And, and I really enjoyed that time with them in my life. But there was a time to stop. And I chose that time correctly. I want to think because no good times, there's no good time to a breakup. <laughs> there's never, but I, but I finally decided I, I want to resume my solo career, but what a joy that career, that part of my career was. Wow. Wow. As I, as I just mentioned, thank you for that story. You are not only our honored guest today, but you are also our honored featured artist. And I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about your beautiful rendition of Bill Withers' track, Grandma's Hands, and why you've included this song on your latest EP, Have We Met? Black culture, they're always, well, just like any culture, but black culture in particular, <laughs> you're usually raised by your grandmother, uh, your mom's working, uh, your aunt, uh, your other grandmother, uh, I was raised by a lot of women. Wow. I love my dad's mom and I love my mom's mom. And I really had a genuine relationship with them. Uh, one story with my mom's mom, I'll never forget. I said, uh, Grandma, I know, I know that you love me more than any of the other grandchildren, right? She says, Oh, honey, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, honey, you know I do. Wow. So I said to my cousin, uh, Verdell, I said, uh, you know, I talked to grandma. And she says, yeah. And, you know, grandma told me she loves me more than she loves any of you. <laughs> and she said to me, Billy, she tells us all that. <laughs> but that's oh, just that's a little great. story. But grandma's hands is really... Judy, that story of being raised by that elder who looks out after you, picks you up when you fall, feeds you when you're hungry, gives you some water when you're thirsty, babysits you, cares for you, watches stupid TV shows with you. Yes. Celebrates with you over your joys, cries with you over. I had this relationship with my dad's mom as well, Grandma Siblin. So I'm relating to this so much, I can't tell you. That's the story. And Grandma's Hands is a true story about me. It's like sometimes I think Bill Withers wrote that song for me because it's every grandkid's story. It really is. If you've been lucky to have wonderful grandparenting and elderly parenting around you. Because when I was growing up, you didn't call your elders by their first name. It was aunt or uncle or, you know, there was always, there was always a boundary. And uh, grandma's hands was that one song that I took in because I also want to say that neither one of my grandmothers ever judged me. They never, and I was kidded by my cousins and there was always issues and this and that. They, they loved me. And that's what grandma's hands is about. So when I sing it, I'm singing to those women and I'm singing to your grandmother. You're so wonderful, Billy. I, I think that's what I love about the song. It's unconditional love. It's about yes. unconditional love. Yes. Wow. Picks you up when you fall. Let's have a listen. Grandma's hands clapped in church on Sunday morning. Grandma's hands played a tambourine so well. 
grandma's hands Used to issue out a warning She'd say, Billy, don't you run so fast Might fall on a piece of glass Might be snakes there in that grass Grandma's hands Mmm Billy, I love this song. It is so fantastic. Congratulations on this whole EP. And I, I actually want to download that whole EP, those five gorgeous tracks as my new playlist yes. and get it right on my phone and, yes. and just enjoy it. Thank you. Billy, how can people follow you on social media and listen to your music? Just go to BillyNewtonDavis.com and I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Spotify. I'm on LinkedIn. You name it. it thank God for my for the girl, Gigi, who <laughs> works with me. On, by the way, she's an amazing singer. I know she's lovely and she loves you. And and she told me about your website and how fantastic it is. It's BillyNewtonDavis.com. And that will connect you to everything where to buy Billy's music and to Instagram, Facebook, uh, everywhere, LinkedIn, you name it. It's all there. That is so great. Yes. I want to thank you. I want to really deeply thank you, Billy Newton Davis, for being here today. Uh, Because I think not only... Are you a beyond talented vocalist, but you are a just a superb human being on this planet, really, and you make the world a better place. You do. That's my job. <laughs> well, you you're getting an A plus in your job. Wishing you much continued success, good health, happiness, and bliss always. Judy, thank you. Thank you so much. Each week we spotlight a singer, songwriter, or a musician on the show. So if you're a singer, please write to us at music at findingyourbliss.com. Also, we encourage you to visit us at Finding Your Bliss Magazine. And of course, you can follow us at The Bliss Minute on Instagram and Facebook. I would like to thank my wonderful guest, Billy Newton Davis, for being here today. And also a big thank you to everyone here at Zoomer. And a very special and big thank you to our sponsor, the Create Fertility Center. This show has been recorded by Squadcast. For all of us here at Finding Your Bliss, I'm Judy Liebrach, reminding you all to take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.